Randy Powell. 33 days clean and sober today. Um, I was thinking about. I was thinking about my day today. Um, and I don't know when I think about when I think back about any day lately. Um, just in the last thirty day, thirty three days that I've been staying in this treatment center and that I've been back in the recovery. And I think about these thirty three days. It almost seems like I can say that you know, uh, every day was just an ordinary day, but um, that's not exactly true because some things happened to me in the last thirty three days that I wasn't sure were were even ever going to happen again. So, really, if I think about it, there's some pretty amazing things that have happened. Um, in this last 33 days of, uh, being completely free of drugs and alcohol. And, uh, well, I wasn't drinking much in the end anyways. It was mostly just drugs, but, um, I had the odd shot of booze, but it was mostly just drugs. But yeah, um, and so every, every day isn't just ordinary, but, uh, I mean... Even today, um, some things that aren't that weren't ordinary is that I talked to my nephew, who also struggles with addiction and uh, and uh, lives a province away. But we we agreed that we'd talk every day, and uh, and I haven't, you know, I missed this whole childhood because I was either out partying or fucking in prison for. You know, for things I did to sustain my addiction. But anyways, I just, uh, I got to talk to him today and it was really great. And when I got off the phone with him, he, and he said, you know, before he let me go, he said, I love you. And I said, I love you too. <laughs> and that was, uh, and that was really nice. That was really nice because I'm his uncle and for him to say that, that was nice because he usually doesn't say, he's usually not that. He's usually not that lovey-dovey. He's, he's really not usually... He's not a person that says that. So I really felt good. And because uh, some people throw I love you around like they throw hell, like they throw hello and goodbye, you know. And uh, he's not one of those people. So um, it was nice to hear him say it. Um, it was nice to be able to say it to him, you know, because, you know, he's living in that province and he's by himself. And none of our other family members live in that province. Uh, and so, yeah. And that's, and I'm really proud of him too, because he moved there. And to get away from, to get away from Winnipeg where we were born, where there's, I don't know. I don't know. Like, he, he struck out on his own. And I like that. I like that he, he went and went over there into another province to make, to make life for himself. Because that's not always easy because some people just, even if they're not happy, they stay close to home and they stay where their family is and things like that. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it, it's a bold move, especially when you first do it, you know, because it's a scary thing. Because uh, I, I know I did it for the first time back in 2004, late 2004. I moved to Calgary from Winnipeg and that, uh, 
I mean, it was an exciting time, but it was also it was always also a scary time. But uh, I don't know. I was trying to think. Uh, I was trying to, like today. Today, I was just before I started this podcast. I was thinking about listening to others and like um, forgetting your own story. Like, like sometimes you know, you know, I'm too wrapped up in my own fucking story. You know what I mean? And uh, I just finished letting go of a bunch of shit in step five, you know, and, but, you know, just four short days later, I can see myself sort of drifting back into my fucking shitty story, right? And, uh, and, but today, you know, something happened around supper time and then I was able to have, um, I was able to have a long conversation with, um, with another person that I stay with and, uh, and, you know, and just, you know, kind of like, I didn't, uh, I didn't totally not talk about myself or my story or anything like that, but I did a little bit just to relate to what that person was telling me, but, you know, they really opened up to me and they told me some, uh, they told me some things that, you know, were like, wow, right? Like, and it just made me think, you know, it just made me think like, fuck, you know, like, I don't know. Sometimes you hear things that happen to people and, uh, you hear some things that happen to people and you just can't believe that they're fucking still putting one foot in front of the other after, you know, the things they tell, the things they, they tell you that have happened to them. You know, like, like, I just can't believe, you know, how strong this person must fucking be to keep fucking moving forward every day. Like, I don't know, like, you know, like, there is some fucking, there is, you know, I don't know, I just can't believe the resiliency and the, just the, just the fucking drive to survive, you know, um, after going through terrible things that some of us go through. And, uh, and it just, it's so hopeful, you know, it's so hopeful that, you know, um, and I guess we're all strong. I guess some of us are like stronger than other people because, some people, you know, some people, some people don't fucking make it. You know what I mean? And I, I don't know. And I'm, I'm talking about fuck again. I guess I would, I want to relate this to, uh, to, you know, people who struggle in addiction because, you know, um, a lot of us use drugs and alcohol for a fucking reason. You know what I mean? Because, we can't deal with things that happened to us or we didn't want to deal with them while they were happening to us. And we just keep going and going and going. But like, you know, there comes a point where, you know, like your fucking medicine, you know, becomes your poison. <laughs> and when your fucking medicine becomes your poison, you know, that's where you, I guess, I guess you reach your, uh, I guess that's what they talk about. That's when you reach your bottom is when, uh, 
you know, is when your medicine is now your poison. And uh, rather than sustaining you or helping you through whatever you're going through, it's fucking killing you. And when you wake up to that and you realize that you have to face everything without drugs and alcohol, I mean, well, that begins a very challenging time. But uh, but it's a fucking good time, too. It's a good time, too, because, I mean, I think anybody can attest to the fact that the last days that they were in active addiction were fucking horrible, right? Like, I mean, that's why we get into recovery, because things, things are so fucking shitty that, uh, you know, you just have to fucking do something else. Like, I mean, it's not like anybody got into recovery because, you know, they just... Because they're having such a good fucking time in their addiction, right? Like, uh, you know, I always like that saying too that people say when when you go to a meeting and they say, "Well, you know," and if you're bitching or moaning, I've heard I've heard people say at a meeting, "Well, you know what? There's the fucking door." You know what I mean? We'll refund your misery anytime. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, you didn't fucking come here. You didn't come here because you were fucking healthy and you were. You know, and you were doing so great and you fucking skipped in the door, right? No, you fucking crawled in here on your hands and knees, you know, and, uh, you know, because you were fucking dying. And, then you know, and, uh, and you crawled in here like fucking broken and fucking helpless, right? Like, so, um, but even that takes courage, you know, to go into a place and and sit there, you know, when you're uh, when you're ashamed of the way you've been living your life, and you know to go into a room full of other people, strangers, you know it takes a lot of fucking balls to go to your first AA meeting. You know, I always I don't know. That's whenever I see somebody at a first AA meeting too, I always get that same feeling of like what it was like for like when I went to my first AA meeting. Oh my god, I was so fucking nervous, and I I just felt like I don't know. I felt like and and everyone was older than me too, so it was like. It was weird. It was like, I was, you know, I felt like, I felt like, fuck, you know, like these people are all older than me. Me, I can't be, you know, I must have another, at least a decade in me of partying, right? Like I can't fucking, you know, but, uh, I don't know. Maybe that's why I went out for another two decades, <laughs> you know, cause now I'm 48 and I fucking, I remember that first meeting. I was about 28 years old when I went to my first AA meeting and I just remember thinking, fuck, I'm a little too young. These people are all older than me and, you know, and, uh, but yeah, I wish I would have stuck around then because, uh, I could have done a lot more with fucking those 20 years than the 20 years I wasted behind bars. But, uh, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Whatever the fuck got me where I am, I'm right here where I am right now. And I got so many good things in my life. I'm grateful for so many things. I still have my health. I have a great lady in my life right now. Um, we seem to be getting along pretty good. I'd say we get along. Yeah, we seem to be getting along pretty good. And uh, and I'm looking forward to spending some time with her this weekend. And... Um, And yeah, and things are going good. And I get to talk to my family every day. And I can call them whenever I want and talk to them. So 
I don't know. I'm grateful for every little big and every little, every little small and big thing in my life right now. And, uh, I'm even grateful for some of the, you know, even for like, I guess even for the community living that I'm in right now, because it's not always easy living with a bunch of other addicts. And I have to do that right now because that's where I'm at really recovery and I'm staying in this place and, you know, and you can't fucking like everybody, you know, but I don't know. It's like, but you know, even the people that you might not necessarily really click with or get along with you, uh, even they have something to teach you, you know, even if it's how to hold your tongue, you know, or how to, you know, not take the bait when somebody's purposely trying to fucking bait you and, you know, and, uh, and get a rise out of you, you know, so getting back to, uh, getting back to some of that. And I used to be real good at that and I, I lost it a little bit, but, uh, yeah, I'm getting back to that. I think I'm just, I think I'm just starting to feel comfortable in my skin again, feeling better with myself and stuff. So, um, yeah. So seeing the positive intention and everything today, uh, I, uh, today, um, today, uh, yeah, I, I, I ran my day over and I, and even, uh, even in the parts of today that didn't go absolutely, you know, like some of the things that I didn't like about today, you know, I'm able to look at them and go, Hey, you know, I learned something there or, uh, or I'm getting better at, you know, I'm getting better at, uh, like I said, not taking the bait or, you know, there's a whole bunch of things I'm getting better at right now. I'm even getting better at just fucking, you know, staying my, staying in my room and writing my book and fucking, you know, not realized like realizing that, you know, I don't have to be everybody's fucking friend here, right? Like we're all here. We're all in early, early recovery. I don't have to be fucking, you know, growing it up with everybody all day long. Like, you know what I mean? I could be cordial. I could say good morning to somebody, but like, I don't have to fucking, you know, think I got to get to know everybody's life story here. All I got to know is that we're all going through some shit. <laughs> we're all living in the same house. And, uh, you know, and I got to do my recovery. You know, I got to work the steps and, uh, and I'm on six step six now. So I'm reading about that in the 12 and 12 and, and, uh, yeah, step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. So, you know, and I'm ready because, uh, you know, I want to get rid of the things I don't like about me and I want to practice the things that I do like about me more, you know, and, uh, implement them in my life, um, to, a, to a greater degree. So um, yeah. And, uh, you know, everything's not a shiny new penny right now, right? You know, I'm not exactly shining like a new dime right now, but, uh, but, uh, you know, things are getting a little shinier every day and, uh, and they're getting shinier, you know, one day at a time, which most times I'm okay with. But to be honest, other times during the day, I'm not okay with it. Because other times during the day, I'm saying, fuck, 
You know, fuck this place. Let's just go rent a room, get a fucking job, and uh, live my life. And not stay here and, you know. But really, even that's changed because with the couple times that I thought about that when I really wanted to leave here, I thought to myself, even if I was to fucking leave here, went and rented myself a room, went to work every day right away, I'd still have to be working the steps, talking to my sponsor, and uh, and working the program in my life. You know, because, you know, you put down fucking drugs and alcohol, and then, you know, then your real problems start. So, so, uh, I don't know. I don't even look at those as problems anymore. I look at them as like, I just look at them as for what they are, I guess. Character defects, things you need to work on. Uh, but I'm just grateful that, fuck, I am an alcoholic and an addict and that I am in, 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 am in recovery. And that, you know, I'm sober-minded and fucking working on myself. You know, because there's lots of people that are either alcoholics and addicts and they're still fucking... You know, there's still self-will run riot and they're fucking miserable. Or there's people that are fucking miserable that aren't even alcoholics and drug addicts. You know, they're just fucking miserable. Because they don't know how to look at their life properly. They don't know what they want or they don't... I don't know. They're fucking lost at sea. Like, I mean, that's the whole thing too. Is like, I mean, you don't have to be a fucking drug addict or an alcoholic to be lost at sea in this life. Fuck. You know, you can be a fucking... And you could be a doctor and fucking, you know, in what appears to be a fucking wonderful marriage with two kids and still be fucking lost at sea. You know, I just, you know, which makes me think of like outward appearances, you know. Oh, well, by all outward appearances, things looked great. You know, like, fuck. How many times, you know, it's so true too. Like, I mean, people look around and think, oh, that fucking, those, you know, those people, like, you know, they have it. They have... You know, because they got a couple cars and a nice house and fuck. You know, maybe they got a fucking great profession, whatever it is. But, like, how the fuck do you know what goes on? <laughs> well, how the fuck do you know what goes on in there? You know, maybe maybe, maybe those people are fucking arguing all the time or whatever. Because, you know, I've seen it too where, like, you know, I've, I've met lots of people in my life. And, uh, you know, even even fr- even parents of certain friends I've had growing up and stuff where where, you know, I would go over there and I would think, you know, because like me coming from a broken home and, you know, uh, and stuff like that. And like my mom not being around and my father passed away when I was young and just, you know, being left alone a lot and stuff. And then I would have this friend and I would go over to his house for supper or I'd go over there, play video games or whatever. And I would think, oh, wow, like fucking, you know, that, you know, and then after I, once I got to know my friend, I would realize that their home's all fucked up too. <laughs> You know what I mean? And, just, and you know, just because just cause they have a few things doesn't mean... Just because people have a few things don't mean they're not fucked up. And uh, and sometimes I would even think, holy fuck. I'd think the other way around. I'd think, okay, well, I don't have a dad. My mom's never home. We're on welfare. And, uh, you know, most times I'm stealing to get my food. But, like, you know, fucking my brother isn't beating me into a fucking pulp, like, every fucking day. You know, like one friend I had, like, you know, that wasn't happening to me. So, and I used to really feel sorry for him because fuck his brother used to really beat him down. Like, fuck, 
but to take a fucking Sharpie and put a little black dot on the wall and fucking tell them stand there and stare at that dot, right? Things like that. Like I fuck, I met kids who like, you know, by all outward appearances, uh, you know, I thought they had it all, but fuck once I started to see what was going on at their place, I was fucking glad, you know, I was, I was fucking glad I was on my own. So, uh, I don't know. I guess this little fucking 20 minutes I've been talking to, you know, I don't know. It went nowhere and it went everywhere. Fuck, I'll let you decide. But, uh, but yeah. So, I'm going to bed. It's been Randy's Run to Recovery Unfiltered. Another day in the solution. <laughs>